Hi, welcome to Positively Positive. If you're new here, I go by Sam and I have genital herpes HSV2. Today we're talking about the pros and cons of online support groups for people who test positive for herpes. Just like these groups do all day every day, let's talk about herpes, baby. Let's start with the pros. Okay, the very first thing I did when I got home from the doctor's office with herpes was crawl into bed with my phone and I joined as many herpes support groups on Facebook as I could. There's also communities on Tumblr, Reddit, and Instagram. I'm a millennial and I know the internet has a sub-community for everything, so I found the one I needed. God bless the internet. <laughs> now, if you're terrified someone's gonna see that you're in these groups, calm down. They're private and or secret and only members can see other members and posts in the group. If you really can't bring yourself to join from your own account, just make a new one and join on that account. That way the account in the herpes groups won't be at all connected to you or your friends or family. Doing this at the beginning stage was a vital step in my healing and understanding of herpes. When you're new, it's a great comfort to see real people talking about it and going through the same exact thing. You immediately realize you are not alone. It's a safe space to ask questions and posts rarely go unanswered. Someone is going to step up and comment. I'm at the point where I don't look at these groups daily anymore, we'll get to my reasons why, but when I am on them, I'll scroll for any posts that haven't been commented on and answer the best I can, tag someone else who I know probably has the answer, or provide comfort and solidarity if I think that's what that person needs. Oftentimes, I'm linking resources and education material for people, or TED Talks or social media pages that are helpful, or just responding as a human being and letting them know things are gonna be okay. If there's a post that already has 25 comments, I know the community has that person covered and I can move on to posts that don't have as much attention yet. Because when you're new to this, it's scary asking a question or sharing something personal and I know we can be refreshing our notifications every two seconds waiting to see what people say. So I do encourage you to ask questions in the groups. Trust me, people love talking about herpes. Well, they do in these groups. And there is no such thing as too personal a question or too graphic a story. There is no such thing as TMI, too much information, in a herpes group. <laughs> One of the most important pros of these groups is education. This is where I learned all about herpes simplex virus. Through asking questions and reading everything the moderators and other people sent me, the mods in the groups are really great for linking updated herpes information. A lot of what you find on Google is outdated, so make sure you're checking dates on articles and studies or websites you find, and if you're unsure, just ask in the group if this is a good thing to be reading or not, or if it's accurate or not. A great tool is the search bar. Search your keywords, search topics you're trying to get information on, because I guarantee you someone else has asked it. Another big pro for me was the genuine support I found from people in these groups who private messaged with me. I'm actually meeting one in real life soon and I'm so excited. 
She was like my secret herpes mom during the first few weeks after diagnosis. I would tell her everything and she would always respond with love and reassurance and remind me it was all going to be okay. When I had no one else to talk to, she was there. And I see her doing the same thing for other people all the time. I was private messaging with another woman who had just gotten the same diagnosis as me and we were sort of planning our conversations with the people who gave us the virus together. It was really cool to go through that with someone. If no one is directly messaging you at first, ask for it. A lot of the groups have a rule that you can't slide into anyone's DMs without being invited. I made a post introducing myself and asking for private support. Another pro is that there are local groups. These are harder to find. They're almost always secret and very hard to find through just using the search tool on Facebook. So ask in the big groups for whatever city or area you live in. Oftentimes it takes adding someone as a friend from the big group so they can add you to a smaller local group that they're already a part of. Use the search bar to search for your city within that group's posts. One of the best things about herpes support groups is all the success stories. It's a great place to find hope and relief and see that other people have gone on to have normal sex and normal love lives. Yay! <laughs> I've definitely posted a few of my triumphs along this path and I love, love, love reading about other people's positive experiences. Okay, now to the flip side, the cons. As much as you can glean positivity from the groups, there is a lot, and I do mean a lot, of negativity and depression and people in extreme distress. Physical distress, dealing with outbreaks, and we all know those first, or primary as we call them, outbreaks are frickin' awful. Primary outbreaks are a horrible experience, thankfully. Outbreaks get much better, way farther in between, and way milder, to the point where tons of people don't even notice them anymore. But try telling that to someone who can't pee without screaming or crying right now. The support groups are a constant influx of people in the middle of the worst thing that's ever happened to them. You read the worst of the worst, people in their darkest moments, all day long. Post after post after post after post. Not only in physical distress, but in extreme emotional and mental distress as well. If that's what you're filling your mind with, that's what you're gonna believe life with herpes is like. And it's not true. It does not stay that way. I'm making a fucking podcast about it now. Two months ago, I couldn't get out of bed. It gets better, and everyone's timeline is different, but it can definitely get better. But seeing that panic and that worry and that depression all the time will take over your mind. Our lives become what we fill our minds with. That is not a joke. That is not be me being floozy or new agey. That is a fact. You fill your mind with negativity your life will become negative. And I don't want that for you. Another thing to keep in mind is that some people in these groups are the people with the rare 
unusual, bizarre cases of herpes that is not the majority. There are very triggering stories in these groups. There is tragedy in these groups. But for most people with herpes, it's an extremely minor thing that barely impacts our life. Remember, 80% of all herpes simplex virus carriers never have symptoms. After the first year, outbreaks go way down for almost all people who ever experienced a primary outbreak. The people in the support groups are, for the most part, the 20% of us that have experienced outbreaks. So I advise you keep that in mind, get educated on what herpes actually is and how it works, and don't spend all day every day looking at the support groups. We need to keep our minds positive and clear for other areas of our lives. It's kind of like those World Vision commercials or the Dying Animal commercials with the depressing-ass Sarah McLaughlin song playing in the background. We all change the channel when those come on. And it's not because we're horrible people or we don't care. It's just a bit much for every day. It's freaking sad. And if we think about it, we're gonna get sad too. And we know there's nothing we can do about it besides donating 10 cents a day, so we change the freaking channel. This is how I approach support groups now. When I have 10 cents, aka mental space, mental space and emotional energy to provide someone who needs it, I go in and give it. And then I take a step back and remember I have a life to live. The fact is, you can't help everyone. Some people are too far gone, have been living in a negative mindset for years, and do not believe there is hope. The group will try to support that person, I promise you that, and it will be taken seriously, but that person most likely needs professional help, and commentators on the internet, most people in the group, are not trained to provide that. I have a few people that I DM with that I reached out to when they were newly diagnosed, and they know I'm a safe person to share and ask questions with, and those are the people I know I'm helping. That is my 10 cents. And some days, I give a lot more than 10 cents. Sometimes I give a few bucks, or 10, or 20. But my first priority is always keeping my mind safe and clear and positive. Another con of the groups doesn't happen a lot, but it is the internet, God bless the internet, and there are trolls. There are people who say stupid shit because they know it's going to elicit a reaction. The mods are pretty good about keeping this in check depending on which group it is, but you can't control the internet. Oh yeah, okay. There are some groups that I had to leave immediately because the entire feed was spam posts about cures. Herpes cures. Yeah. So this is a thing, people posting promises and fake success stories of some backwoods doctor who cured them of the horrific herpes case and now they're a millionaire. And it's all because of Dr. So-and-so and their herbal cure, which you can have too by calling this number, sending money to this email address or messaging for more info. But only if you are ready to be cured forever of the herpes monster. Uh. Please do not buy into this. <laughs> it's all scams, it's all pyramid schemes, and money or information grabs. 
These people want your information to sell it or to make money from you directly. There's no cure for herpes. There is a vaccine in trial phases overseas. If you want to learn more about that, you can Google Penny for Your Thoughts campaign, Penny for Your Thoughts campaign, and the Asking for a Friend website, both founded by Rich Minusco. I believe he's an American guy who got this vaccine in even earlier trial stages, and it did help him. It did change his life. And now he advocates for the U.S. to fast-track their own research and trials of this vaccine. The bottom line is, this vaccine is not ready. It is not perfect, and it is going to be a long time before it is. And getting through all the red tape and regulations of something like that taking place in the U.S. is a years and years and years long process. Keep in mind, this is a vaccine, not a cure. But go sign the campaign. Every signature helps. Penny for your thoughts campaign. My last con of online support groups is that, unfortunately, there is still misinformation being spread. There are still people who have the wrong statistics, although herpes stats are shady anyways because most people are silent carriers and not accounted for. And there is bad advice. Just because someone has herpes and they're in this group does not mean they know the facts, does not mean they're giving you good advice on how to deal with it physically or emotionally. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. I want to talk about a subset of herpes groups. The dating groups. Yep, there are specific groups for dating within the herpes community. I don't know how many people actually meet. I've seen a few stories, but pretty rare, as these are online groups and people are pretty spread out. If you're a woman, if you have cute ass pics up, May the good Lord have mercy on your DMs, girl. Just because it's a group where people have one thing in common does not mean you can find a good match or that them boys will hold back on sliding in slippery smooth to those DMs. Or them girls. When I was first diagnosed and I went into the support groups and some groups are support and dating groups and I was asking for help and I was asking for people to private message me, I got a lot of messages from men, specifically older men, who it seemed like they were trying to be nice and comfort me, but then they would start saying inappropriate things, or saying sexual things, or telling me, you know, honey, just don't worry about it, so like where are you from? How old are you? What do you like doing in the bedroom? And not even that bold, but sometimes you just, you get a vibe from someone that their comfort isn't genuine. They have an ulterior motive. So please be cautious of that. That's why a lot of the groups say no sliding into the DMs unless you're invited but the dating groups are a little bit more wild wild west (laughs) okay so these groups can actually be really hilarious sometimes 
they're a bit more lighthearted than the support groups, but it is the internet and you need to be careful and protect yourself. There has been some shady shit come out of these groups, and unfortunately, people can be stalkers and creeps and assholes everywhere you go, especially on the internet, herpes or not. Be safe, be smart, stand up for yourself. Oh, this actually reminds me of another thing. Positive Singles. Positive Singles is a dating app, and I think a website too, for people who have any positive STI or STD status. You have to pay for these apps. Some people like them and don't mind paying. I think, fuck that, I've had way better luck on Tinder. I'm not limiting myself to a segregated dating pool where I have to pay for the app just because we have herpes in common. Not for me, but live your life. If you want to try it, go ahead and try it. I did. I never paid for it, but eh, I don't know. Wasn't for me. Okay, let's get back to some pros. The memes. Yes, there are a couple people who make incredible herpes memes. They're not plentiful, but if you search, they're there. I'm also in a pretty big Canadian herpes groups, which is so much more lighthearted than the big general groups. The Canadian one is just people posting ridiculous polls and hilarious things with the odd piece of advice and comfort thrown in for good measure. It's very entertaining. A specific humor, granted, but much appreciated by myself and others who know what it's like to live with an STD. And people there do know how to answer questions seriously as well, if that's what you need. It's just a lot more relaxed of a timeline to scroll through. Okay, it is time for the last thing on this topic. My favorite thing ever. The word muggle. The herpes community calls people who don't carry HSV muggles. I've been dating a muggle for two years. Or yeah, I haven't passed my herpes on to my muggle partner and we've been together for 10 years. We don't even use protection. Or yeah, I met a new muggle, wish me luck. This is my favorite thing about having herpes. I almost screamed when I saw this and realized what it meant. There's got to be some levity in having an STD. And this is it. Fucking muggles. Oh. Okay, if you're not a Harry Potter fan and have no idea what the heck I'm talking about right now, muggle is the wizarding world's word for non-magical people. And friends, this little magical secret of the herpes community truly makes me very happy. Thanks for listening. Share this link with anyone you think it would help, leave five-star reviews, and follow me on Instagram at Positively Positive Podcast. Check out the website, PositivelyPositivePodcast.com, for resources, tools, videos, and lots of amazing HSV content. 
If I've helped you and you'd like to say thanks, visit the support page for options, buy me a coffee, join the Patreon, or get yourself a Positively Positive sticker. If you just want to say hi, email me at positivelypositivepodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I'm out here, okay? I keep my real name private for now, but keep listening because that changes and it will always be me reading all your messages. You are not alone. I'm living positively positive and you can too. Thank you.